Welcome to episode 131 of Podcateers. In this episode, we talk about a really cool early Christmas gift that I received, Dole Whip Meets Rum, what we think the opening box office numbers will look like for Rogue One, a Star Wars story, an awesome AT-ACT build, the DuckTales reboot finally gets a cast, one of D23's Walt Week videos featuring Richard Sherman, and a cast member at Disneyland is celebrating his 60th anniversary with the company. Make sure to head on over to the blog post for this episode for videos and photos and some additional comments on things that we talk about in this episode. It'll be over at podcateers.com slash 131. Before we jump into the episode, this is a quick reminder that Podcateers is partially supported by listeners like you via Patreon. We call those listeners our podcast's fairy godparents, and you can become one too by contributing at least $1 on a monthly basis or even with a one-time contribution. Just head on over to patreon.com slash podcateers or go to podcateers.com and click on the Patreon logo for more info. A big thank you to all of our current fairy godparents. Additional support for Podcateers is provided by Amazon. The next time you plan on making a purchase, please head on over to podcateers.com slash Amazon first and use the big Amazon button before making that purchase. Aside from a few seconds of your time, it's not going to cost you anything extra, but it will give us a small commission from Amazon as a thank you for using our link. So to everyone that's already using that link, thank you very much for the added support. We're on the internets! You can search for Podcateers on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and YouTube. Please follow us and like us and hit that subscribe button on our YouTube page for updates on new videos. And if you're listening to this before Christmas and the holidays, we hope you have a wonderful time celebrating. And if you're listening to this after, then just, you know, have a wonderful day. (laughs) So thanks for listening. This is episode 131 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. Guys, it's cold. It's alright. And it's raining. For like the first time... In the past two years, I'm actually cold in here. Yeah. yeah. It's normally really warm. Warm. We're sweating. We're yeah. shirtless. Whoa. Not. A, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think it gets that far. No, do we, we don't do that. What are you talking about? No, we, we strongly huh? urge you to keep your shirt on. <laughs> yeah. But thanks, though. Yeah, no problem, man. But thanks. Oh, yeah, man. It feels nice in here. Yeah, totally. I'm like wearing a jacket in here for the first time ever. Honestly, I didn't even know you owned a jacket. Like I, I generally don't wear any. You, I never see you with a jacket. Yeah, I but I usually cold. I usually wear for fashion statements, you know, like my flannels and my sweaters, you know, to look cool, look good. Oh, is that what it's for? Yeah, I mean, I'm sweating bullets. Yeah, I'm glad he finally told us. Right. Was, but yeah. but I look good. That's all that matters. Oh, do you? I look amazing. Oh, well. No, what matters is you think. No, you I look, look good. amazing. Love the confidence. Okay. Love well it. then, hey, <laughs> you rock that look, sir. Oh man, I will say though mm. that 
Uh, I know we're drinking coffee right now because it's super early in the morning. Because uh, I need my pillows and I'm falling asleep. Yep. Mm. But I still kind of want more beer. Uh, I just I came back a while ago from our company holiday party. And I know Mario was at his company holiday party earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Javier, I skipped mine. Did you really? I really did. Why? Was it today? It, it, was, it was today. <laughs> you should have gone. <laughs> Why? So all three of us can have a story of meeting and greeting coworkers that we don't care about? I care about all my coworkers. My coworkers are awesome. Oh. I mean, mine are awesome, too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I will tell you a story about that. So one of my coworkers gave me an early Christmas gift. Nice. They were out shopping because... Uh, we were supposed to have an ugly sweater competition uh-huh. at work as part of the holiday party. Yeah, because I don't like what you're wearing right now. That is not Seriously, oh. did you win? It's <laughs> not even a part of it. It's just, you know what, beyond the point. Uh-huh. So I did not participate in the ugly sweater contest. Oh, but they wanted you to participate. They wanted everybody to participate, uh, okay. but not everybody did. Okay. Uh, some people just didn't want to. Some people didn't want to make a sweater or buy one, whatever the case was. Yeah. Uh, I didn't because I was taking photographs of the event, so mm. I didn't want to participate. Oh, you were the ninth photographer. Well, I am for all the events. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm just a photographer for the, the group that organizes everything. Oh, got it. And so I, I didn't want to participate because I had to be taking pictures of what right. was happening. Um, but anyway, back to the original story. So uh, one of my coworkers, um, she was out trying to shop for an ugly sweater. And, you know, there are no better places to find ugly sweaters, especially from the 80s, than at a thrift store. Didn't find one at all. Thrift store hunts are the best. I know. They're fun. But she didn't find one. Oh. But she did find something that she gave to me today as an early Christmas gift. Can I guess what it is? Go ahead. You're not going to guess. I'll tell you right now. Uh, can you? What if I ask some questions? Okay, sure. Uh, can you wear it? No. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I got it. You you suck at this. <laughs> I got it. What is okay. it? An etch a sketch with half of the sand missing. <gasps> oh. From a thrift shop? Yeah, it was half what? Sense. Wait a second. Did you see it already? I did, yeah. That's not it. <laughs> a big furry jacket. Oh, no. It, you can't wear it. No. Mm, uh, color Me Bad CD. You're close. Awesome. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> You're close. It was a tape. Yeah, it was a tape. cassette a tape. Cassette. <laughs> it was a VHS movie. Uh, you're getting warmer. Really? No, not at all. Oh. Stop guessing. <laughs> you want me to tell you? Yes. A couch. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll tell you this much. This may not mean anything to you, but mm-hmm. to some of the listeners currently listening to this episode, when I say it has original Mary Blair artwork, some of them will kind of go, Who's Mary Blair? Oh, you know what? You're fired. Get out of here. 
Uh, Mary Blair was one of the designers and artists that worked with Walt Disney. Uh, she had a very, very wonderful sense of artistic style. Mm-hmm. And if you ever see Mary Blair's artwork, you will recognize Mary Blair's artwork. And I will show you some right now with this gift. Sweet. I was kidding, by the way. I know who she is. She's uh, an artist, and she does uh, dolls and stuff. Dude, nailed it. Yes. This Whoa. is an original 1965 Disney record of It's a Small World, 18 Favorite Folk Songs. Whoa. With the Disneyland Boys Choir. No way. Yeah. The, the record is intact. It's got yeah. a few blemishes that I can clean That's off. It's okay, yeah. Yeah, and even some of the scratches, uh, there are ways to kind of get rid of them a bit. But, yeah, dude, uh, she saw this at the thrift store. And I just want to say thanks to my pal Hillary at work Very for cool. hooking right. this up for Hillary. Christmas, man. Now all you need is a record player. I got one, sir. <laughs> These days, the cool kids like me call them turntables. Oh, the your 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 scratching table? No, they're called ones and twos. They're right? Ca- <laughs> <laughs> Two turntables and a microphone. That's the one. Quiet, Grandpa. <laughs> Did you get it at a thrift shop too? No, no. <laughs> I got it at Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> Those do not exist. See, now I know you're lying. <laughs> I got it way long ago. Oh, okay. No, do you really have a record player? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I do. All right, play it. Not right now. Just play it. Not right now. Listeners don't care. Go, play it. I got to get it out of storage, man. It's not something I have readily available. <laughs> well, then you're just hoarding. Yeah. Well... <laughs> All right, so I just want to say thanks again. I think it's an awesome gift, and uh, I love it. I think I'm gonna find a frame for it, for the for the cover art. I would. Yeah, I'm gonna find. Uh, I've seen some of them at like Michaels where they have the specific frame size for album art for uh, vinyls. I'm gonna go get one so I can hang it up as, as part of the decor in here. I love the it. Disney windows and stuff. Right on. Great idea, dude. So yeah. We we came from the holiday party. I want more beer, and for some reason, you know, they had Chocoveza on tap. Really? Shut I up! Was, I was pretty happy they had Chocoveza on tap. That's not a they thing. Had, it is. You know, it's a thing. You need to stop, not, sir. Not on tap. Of course, it's on tap. Come on. Come on. Uh, they had almost every Ballast Point flavor on tap, and uh, they had some stuff from the brewery. This is a rockin' party, man. You know what? It was a very uh, casual, just kind of kickback, really. We we did have food. We did have a chance to to sit down and uh, chat. We had the Ugly Sweater Contest. But uh, it was great because there was a lot of people that work out of state in other offices that came in for the holiday party. So we talked to these people via email and sometimes on the phone, but it was nice to finally put a face to Mm -hmm. all the people that you talked to. Right. You know, so that was kind of cool. Should have taken them to In and Out. I'm sure some of them went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about yours, Mario? Was yours any fun? Yes, it was. From what I can remember, there was a lot of wine, <laughs> <laughs> and there may or may not be a video out there of me singing the real Slim Shady on a karaoke machine. Really interesting. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You want to give us a sample? No. Yeah. <laughs> he already bleached his hair. <laughs> yeah, what was that for? That was it's karaoke, dude. 
You have to become the character. Mm, I see that. I love it. All right. No, but I had a blast. I had a Look blast. at you. Dedicated, man. Right? I love it. You know what? If I can't have beer, maybe we should go down and get one of them's uh, Dole Whip with a splash of rum. Uh, let's go. Are they still open? I have a annual pass now. Let's roll. Let's do this. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I actually have to go in the park. Huh? You don't actually have to go in the park. Oh, That's you true. don't? No, you don't. That's oh. actually true. So the oh, it's so finally you, we so talked Mario, about this. Mario has to come then. Mario can come. <laughs> uh, so we talked about this several episodes ago that uh, it was rumored. Yeah. That Disneyland was going to have a Dole Whip with alcohol available outside of the parks themselves, but on the resort somewhere. And they had talked about having it at the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, well, the location has been revealed. It's at the Coffee House, which is adjacent to Goofy's Kitchen. Coffee House? That's what it's called. And it's it, a coffee house. Oh, it, it's at the But entrance. it's more than coffee, then. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, it's like a Starbucks, you know? It's like you can get mm-hmm. different things there. Okay. Uh, but it's at the entrance of the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, it's generally, like I said, it's adjacent to Goofy's Kitchen and uh, just the quick skip over to Steakhouse 55. Okay. They do have the Dole Whip on the thing that sells it. It says Dole Whip with a splash of rum. Mm-hmm. Oh, that and, seems like they're they're gonna be stingy about it. And you are correct, sir. Ah, splash. So some yeah. people that have purchased it are saying that, yeah, it's got a good flavor, but we need more rum. Yeah. Or as Captain Jack would say, Mario. Rum. <laughs> <laughs> the one time you get a chance to wow. break out the Jack Sparrow impression, Dude. and that's what you give me. Rum. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Seriously, no Jack Sparrow Dude, impression? Look, look, I've impersonated a lot of people tonight already. That's enough. <laughs> I haven't heard any of them. No. Good, good. <laughs> it's on video. <laughs> we'll find it. No I one share that, it. please. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, some people are saying that they are, you know, they're, they're not as generous, mm-hmm. we'll say, with the rum in it. It literally just is a splash for flavor. Mm. And, uh, I mean, it's like $3 more than the regular Dole Whip. For the splash. Yeah. When we, you can, get... we can go to one of these uh, corner liquor stores and buy those little baby bottles for a dollar. Are they really a dollar, though? Uh, yeah. Uh, Mario would know. I would. And? They are. They're a dollar. Yeah. There you go. I don't know, dude. I've, I've gone and purchased some. And they're like three or four bucks a piece. If you get oh, excuse uh, me, Mister Top Shelf, Top Shelf <laughs> ones, yeah. But if you're mixing, am I doing ch- it wrong? No, that if you're mixing, the cheap ones are just fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Ah, okay. Ooh, this Whatever. Seems, this seems like a YouTube video. It's a tasting challenge. Can, Can you, you tell <laughs> the difference between the good rum and the Top and Shelf? The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you probably won't. Top Shelf and what Mario drinks? Well, I'm sure. Th- <laughs> What's wrong with Ricky's rum? <laughs> yeah, sometimes the bottles are ripped, but what's wrong with Yes, it's rum. <laughs> Stop asking questions. Uh, made by generic. <laughs> Spelled R H U M. The H is silent. So fancy. <laughs> this whole time I'm like rum. <laughs> Now you know it's harum. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you know what? It does seem like it would be cheaper um, to go get one of those things, but I don't think right. you can actually make it onto the resort property with those bottles, especially now with the metal detector, mm-hmm. because aren't the caps metal? Uh, you can find plastic ones, I'm sure. <clears throat> Again, you're talking about top shelf, bro. Okay, well, when you go to the park, I don't uh-huh. condone this, Javier, uh-huh. so you get caught on your own. <laughs> Plus, it makes it seem like you're going through a lot of trouble to save three dollars <laughs> yeah i mean by the time you drive there right. you buy the bottle right the the one dollar bottle of tiny yeah. booze you make your way back you've already wasted five dollars in gas mm-hmm. you've already wasted three hours of your time which is worth what 30 40 cents sure something like that so <laughs> I mean, at, what are we up to 550 now yeah <laughs> 650 with yeah. the bottle of booze and you could have just paid the extra three bucks so how much is this dough with? Well, the regular one without the splash is five seventy five, but the one with the splash eight seventy five. Wow. Yeah. So three bucks. No, thank you. For a splash of rum. Nah, yeah. I'll skip that. It almost like what if you have some in your car and you just take the dough with float back to your car? Like I would literally just pay the eight dollars for a shock top. I'm fine with mm. without that splash. Mm. Yeah. Eight bucks for a shock top. Plus, to go through security there's, there's check again? There's still wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. To go through security check again, it's just so much trouble. They have this figured out so well now. I'll just pay the three extra bucks. Are you serious? Yes. It just, it does. It seems like way more trouble. Or just don't get the one with the ROM and have something when you get home. There you go. That too. Uh, but I guess I'll have to settle for coffee. I mean, it is 2.30 in the morning. Is yours an Irish coffee or? No, uh, mine is regular coffee. Ah, okay. I did not add anything to mine. It is too late. Ah. So I will not add anything to it, but I will have Wait. a beer once you guys leave. I was going to say, what do you mean it's too late? To add anything to the coffee. But you're drinking coffee, which is going to keep you up. So what's your point of it's too late? What do you mean it's going to keep me up? It's caffeinated. And? It'll keep you up. Not me. So why are you drinking coffee? Because it tastes good. You don't drink coffee because it tastes good? Sure do. No. He does. I do. Who drinks coffee because it tastes good? Uh, plenty of people. You hear all those people saying, uh, I do. Coffee's disgusting. How dare you, I sir? drink it for the caffeine. Well, you're doing it wrong then. It's nasty. You're doing it wrong. It's gross. No, it's not. It's delicious. Because you're having the wrong coffee. Get what away is... from the Folgers and you'll know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Well, whatever you made, it's pretty good, man. <clears throat> Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's the gourmet stuff. You will be up for a week. <laughs> yeah, you I will, will you fall will. asleep like yeah, a I baby will. once no, you guys leave. No. Every time I drink coffee from drinking here, <laughs> you're I'm, up for a week. I'm up like yeah, yeah you're lit. I know. Yeah, because I like my coffee flavorful. <laughs> Some people call that strong. I call it flavorful. Flavorful. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for your taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> no, they love it. Hey, uh, so. Since we were at our company parties today, or our company holiday parties, I'm assuming that Javier took one for the team and went to go watch Rogue One so he can talk about it today. Yeah, so how was the movie? It was... I didn't go watch it. So what did you do? You didn't go to your holiday party. Yeah. You didn't go watch Rogue One. Uh-huh. What did you do all afternoon? I went to my mom's. <sighs> Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> 
Uh, so the reason I was bringing it up was because, uh, you know, I was thinking back on what episode seven brought in. Mm-hmm. And one of you guys brought up the question, what do you guys think it's going to make this weekend for opening? Sure. You, you know, what? what's the box office going to look like? Are we talking about episode seven of Star Wars or episode seven of Podcateers? Huh? No, if it's episode seven of Pocketeers, we had like four listeners at that point. Oh, and mm. we were three of them. <laughs> and we were three of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story, okay. versus Star Wars episode seven, The Force Awakens. Yes. There's several articles right now floating around the internet that are saying that it's projected that Rogue One will make $155 million this Whoa. opening weekend. That's a lot. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I think they had a budget of about two hundred million to Ooh, make Rogue One. Then that's bad. So, uh, but it is opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they now. have other days following that. Javier, that the movie will be in theaters. <laughs> they still no. get a chance to make that money back. No, it's over. Right, but this is it's just. Over it's for also. Them. It's also just what they're projecting domestic. Right. What they're projecting worldwide will obviously end up covering the cost of making the movie. So they're not going to, you know, they're not going to struggle there. But when you take into consideration that episode 7 opening weekend made almost 248 million dollars, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a very good opening weekend for Rogue One. Now granted, this is just first day numbers, this is just projections. We are recording this episode kind of the day after because it's it doesn't matter. The point is that we'll have a more accurate representation after the next few days. Sure. So I guess the question to you guys is, do you guys think that even though they projected 155, that was just kind of their way of saying, we know the anticipation for this movie may not be as big as for The Force Awakens, and we're expecting it to make more. We just don't want to seem like, you know, if we fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's They're lowering they're the bar so that they can over... Yes. You know, hit it. They always lower it. Okay, so considering that they are projecting that the movie is going to make 155. 155 million. Right. Do you think that that's just them setting the bar really low? Yes. Because they know how much Episode 7, The Force Awakens, made. What do you guys think that Rogue One is actually going to bring in this weekend? The 155 is definitely low to me. I think... It's gonna make maybe two or three million dollars more than that. You really think it's not even gonna crack two man two uh, hundred? No, there is no, at least to me, at least there is no. No one's really talking about Rogue One. People are was were crazy over Episode Seven. I think it's a different, it's a different kind of beast though, because with Episode Seven, it was a continuation of six other episodes that we are very familiar mm-hmm. with. Rogue One is this side story all on its own that they're they're creating a whole they're not creating a whole new universe for it, but they are creating a bunch of new characters that didn't really exist right. in the Star Wars universe. So maybe the excitement over that story isn't as uh, maybe people aren't so public about how much they're looking forward to it. I mean, I wouldn't even just leave it at that. If you guys really think about it, it this is the story that falls between episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already know what's to follow. There's nothing really exciting about this movie if you think about it. 
I think the projections are accurate. I don't think that these guys kind of aim low with what uh, they're anticipating the movie's going to make because you're already seeing it in pre-ticket sales. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. all the stuff that was pre-ordered through Fandango and stuff like that, it, they already know what they're going to touch, which means at this point, that's as high as it reached. I believe that they were accurate with the 155 million for opening day or opening weekend or whatever. I think it's opening weekend that they're projecting it for. It's it's a pretty sad number because it took 12 days for Star Wars to make a billion. Right. I don't know if Rogue One will take that amount of time to make a billion. I think it'll take it a little bit longer. I do think it it is going to get close if not just kind of like straddle on that 200,000 this opening weekend. That's high, man. I think I think it might a lot of credit. I think once people watch it and they start posting about it because so far Rotten Tomatoes actually has the movie right now at 85%, but I haven't heard anything negative about it. Well, I mean, it's already talking for itself there if it's already dropped 15%. So look, the big thing that like Disney was talking about this year and and here's the reason why I think that is, okay? Disney started saying that this was even before Doctor Strange came out, mind you, okay? They were saying that Doctor Strange and uh, Rogue One were going to be the movies that were going to help Disney break a record to reach a billion dollars in uh, movie sales for an entire year, okay? okay? Just the fact that they were priding themselves on the fact that all of the movies they released in 2016 were going to hit a billion means that they weren't expecting any of these final movies to hit, like, such an impressive number like episode seven did right i i i believe it i'm telling you right now there is no way no way that this movie's gonna touch a billion dollars in theater sales domestic or worldwide worldwide i agree (laughs) (laughs) you want to know what the only thing that bothers me about rogue one so far is because i'm excited to watch it don't get me wrong uh, I've, I'm starting to really become a bigger Star Wars fan than I was. But there's one thing about Rogue One that bothers me. What's that? Like you said, Mario, we already know that the story lies between Episode 3 and Episode 4. Right. right? It's kind of the side story. So th- it's between the failed George Lucas films and the w- good ones. That's how you want to look at it? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really do. What bothers me about it is that in this movie, they are going to be introducing a bunch of new characters that don't exist in 4, 5, and 6. Ones we've already seen. And I guess the idea is that this is a side story that's happening at the same time, basically, as, you know, episode 4, 5, and 6. So I guess theoretically it could be happening... On its own timeline, you know, just parallel to this one. But, like I said, they're introducing all these new characters that we don't ever see again. You see what I mean? Because technically, 4, 5, and 6 are again. Mm -hmm. Now, look, none of us have watched this movie. You don't possibly think there's going to be a reason for that? They all die. That could be it. But, again, like I said, it could just be that the stories are running adjacent to each other. Because we know that they play a part in, you know, blowing up the Death Star in Episode 4. That's that's kind of the little bit that we know about this movie. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what's anticipated because of the, the trailers. But, like I said, if they are running parallel, 
maybe something will happen where, like you said, they just, you know, maybe they don't go survive, away, they don't survive, or they leave. whatever the case exactly. is. But I guess right now it just seems like there's this whole new <laughs> cast of characters that just aren't part of the universe in the future. Mm. You see what I mean? It's just really weird. I don't know. That and doesn't if, bother me as much. Really? Yeah. But because if they're positioning these characters to become staples in the Star Wars universe, you would assume that they're not just all going to go away after this movie. So maybe they're going to spin off into like episode eight or they'll be a part of episode nine somehow. Or other side stories. Or other side stories, yeah. So far, that's the only thing that bugs me about this movie. Just because in, in my head, it just doesn't like click. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm, I'm, I, I'm probably tired. <laughs> but I've been thinking about this for the last couple weeks. All right. This is a personal question for you, okay? Moana was exciting enough for you to go watch as quickly as possible. When do you see yourself going to watch Rogue One? Javier? Uh probably when it's in red box man really no i i would love to see it as soon as possible if you got but, tickets <laughs> that is the thing <laughs> we saw moana on a weekend where i didn't have to work mm -hmm. as much as i had before also everything has to line up and yeah and we had free tickets mm -hmm. and mind you we did try to watch moana three times mm. before we finally actually got a chance to see it. Right. I hope that doesn't happen with this one, but I do want to watch Rogue One as quickly as possible. I'm a, I'm actually predicting you only want to watch it for the podcast, not necessarily for personal reasons. Actually, I want to watch it for personal reasons. You nerd, whatever. Watching it <laughs> watching it for the podcast to be able to talk about it is one thing, but I'm really curious to see what happens in this one. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. The movie looks fantastic. It looks really good. I do want to see it. It's just I'm in no rush to see it. That's really the only thing. So you're not going to contribute to opening box office numbers? No. No. And well, I'm excited about it, too. I just, it because of that reason, that people aren't really rushing to the theaters, that I know it's not going to hit that billion dollar. It it'll It won't touch it at all. Well, by the time that this episode comes out, we will people will already have known what the box office numbers were. But if you guys went out to see Rogue One, uh, let us know what you guys thought about it. Leave us a comment in the blog post for the episode. You can head over to podcasters.com slash 131 or leave us a comment in the Instagram or Facebook post. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it, uh, especially if you're not big Star Wars fans because – if you've gotten into them because you're friends or because we've talked about finally watching, you know, the older movies, how are you approaching this as a hardcore Star Wars nerd or just as Javier? And then just let us know what you guys think. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? It's true. This is my prediction. They're going to be listeners going to be like, you know, uh, Hazen, there's like five characters that are actually introduced that do make it into episode four. Well, I hope that's the case, because if that's the case, then I won't feel, like, all antsy about this one. Antsy? Yeah. <laughs> you should not feel antsy over a movie. Yeah, well, really. I do. Relax, bro. I do. Go drink some more coffee. Oh, I wish. <laughs> you know, since we're on the subject of Rogue One, let's talk about one of the coolest things we had a chance to see this week. The At Nissan least... Rogue One? No. <laughs> the car? No. No? The car. You don't know about the car. I don't right? think it's that cool. Me but neither. 
whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just a it's just a Nissan Rogue. It's a marketing but the ploy. Fact that yes, they added exactly. a one to the end. Okay. Um, no, let's talk about this life size playhouse shaped <gasps> like an ATACT. Yeah. Amazing. How awesome was that video? This is by far the greatest treehouse without a tree. Without a tree, yeah. right? <laughs> Super. Super mind-blowing. So here's what we saw, guys. There is a video by a YouTuber by the name of Colin Furs. Uh, I was not familiar with him before I saw this video, but he's a really popular YouTuber that does these major builds on his channel. He's from Stamford, Lincolnshire, England, and he's been contracted by huge companies to put together these like crazy projects. Uh, earlier this year, he was sponsored by Ford, and he made, like, an actual hover bike. And it worked. And it worked. I mean, he didn't get much more than, like, six to eight inches off the ground, but right. he got off the ground, and hey. he was riding it And around. it moved forward. That's all it that did, matters. Right? So he was successful. So for this project, uh, the goal was he teamed up with eBay, and the idea... Oh, it's eBay. Yeah, it was with eBay. And the idea was to buy all of the parts to make the ATACT out of everything purchased on eBay. Oh, nice. There's some things on the list to create that that I feel like he may not have been able to buy on eBay. I agree. But we'll go with it, okay? Let's just, okay, so he bought everything on eBay. I'm not going with it, but go ahead. <laughs> He's but, like, excuse me, I bought the nails and hammer like Home Depot. Or exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it is an amazing build. He ends up taking a toy of an AT-AT from episode four. ACT. Well, no, there's a difference. So he took the toy of an AT-AT, which is part of episode four. And then he ends up building the ATACT from Rogue One. There's a difference in the cargo bays that are mm-hmm. on the side of the two different machines. That's how you know which one's which. By the way, for those who don't know, this is the giant metallic elephant looking thing. I don't know if it's an elephant. I would have gone with like dinosaur or something. Like some sort of brontosaurus. Yeah, like brontosaurus, maybe even giraffe with a short neck. You're but... both right. These were winning like. <clears throat> Observations. Yeah. <laughs> it's the giant mechanical walking monster thing. Elephant. Uh yes, whatever. <laughs> uh we'll end up putting the video up for this uh in the blog post for the episode again at podcasters.com slash one thirty one. It is an awesome build. I mean he's got like ladders that come down at the push of a button for you to climb into it. You can buy that on eBay. Yeah, you could, right? The button. Uh, you can climb in, and it's decked out with a bunch of Star Wars stuff, including Stormtrooper helmets, which, yes, you could buy those on eBay. You could buy those I'll, on I'll, eBay. I'll give them that. Uh, there was a bunch of Star Wars toys. Uh, it does look like the deck. Well, I don't know what it looks like, but it looks like, you know, it's it really Star cool Wars-y. Inside. Yeah. What's most surprising about this build is that instead of leaving it in the backyard for his own kids – eBay just decided we're going to give it away. Whoa, wait. So he did all this work? He can't even keep it? No, he spent about a month with his team building it, mm-hmm. and they're going to just give it away to a Star Wars fan. But as he said, it looked nice in his garden. <laughs> in his garden? <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> that is, yeah. Is that your British accent? That, I nailed it. Wow. Nailed it. Nailed Seriously. It. Yeah. He totally did. Do it again. Uh, garden. Wow. <laughs> You know what? You know who you sound like right now? Harry Potter? 
<laughs> Nailed it. I was going to say David Tennant. But you know what? Harry Potter. Hey, David Tennant, you know I'll what? take that as well. Wow. No, it was an insult. Take none of those. Yeah. It was, I don't know, but it was kind of an insult. <laughs> uh, you know what? Speaking of David Tennant, DuckTales. Woo! That sounded a little overmodulated. A little bit. It sounded auto-tuned. That's <laughs> how good we are. <laughs> so DuckTales is coming back, as a lot of you guys know. <laughs> it's going to be the new Amazon. It's not the yeah. Amazon plug. <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, yeah. Amazon. All right. Uh, so DuckTales is coming back. <laughs> Sorry, man. Every time now. Uh, it's coming back in 2017. That's right. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because David Tennant has uh, been given the part of Uncle Scrooge. Love it. Really? David Tennant will be Uncle Scrooge. They actually ended up releasing the entire cast lineup, and it looks like it's a pretty good cast, guys. Joining David Tennant is going to be – I'm just going to keep saying David Tennant over and over. Uh You know, favorite doctor, mine, yes, 10th doctor. What Mm -hmm. up, Doctor Who represent? Uh, Danny Pudi from Community. He played Abed. He's going to be Huey. Nice. Uh, Ben Schwartz, uh, best known for some of the stuff he did on Parks and Rec. He's been on House of Lies. He's going to be Dewey. Cool. You know, Ben Schwartz actually also was a consultant with Bill Hader on BB-8's Voice. No way. Or like the modulation for yeah for mm-hmm. BB-8. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Bobby Moynihan, who is best known for his stuff on SNL. Oh, I love this guy. Uh, Beck Bennett, also uh, an SNLer. Cool. Is that how you say SNLer? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, sure. Sure, why not? Uh, and then playing Mrs. Beakley is going to be Tox Alagundoye. Uh, she was on... <laughs> didn't sneeze, Javier. Uh, she's going to be... Uh, she's best known for some of the stuff she did on that TV show, The Neighbors. You guys remember that? Uh, no. It was like a family of aliens living. At, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even think it's on anymore. Uh, and you guys remember Webby, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Webby is going to be played by Kate Micucci, half of Garfunkel and Oates. Nice. Oh, yeah. very cool. So it's a really good cast that this is shaping up to be. So I think the only one they did, didn't uh, announce. Oh, they didn't announce Gizmo Duck. Yeah, who's going to be Gizmo Duck? <laughs> yeah, so there are a couple of characters that they haven't officially announced voices for. But who's to say he's going to be on this show? He better be. Why wouldn't I, he? Because. He was a huge part of the original one. Because we're moving on from that. No. We can't move on from Gizmo Duck. <laughs> no. What is the matter with you? Uh, is he the one Blathering with the one? Is he the one with the one wheel? Yes. Yes, that's him. He ain't going to make it. Wow. He made the cutting room. Yeah, little He face. was Duckburg's hero. What is the matter with you? In this rendition, he's going to have two wheels. That's... Well, whatever, gonna... whatever brings him to the series. He's going to ride a razor. It's going to be on a hoverboard. It's going to be a hoverboard. Tilting back yes. and forth. <laughs> Let's get away from this weird trend, like, makeover for Gizmo Duck. You're telling me that three people are going to voice Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Yeah, three different people. That is weird. That is weird. No, it's it's actually great because it's going to give them each their own individual characters. That's weird. That is weird. Why? Because, because... they all, all sound the same. Yeah. They well, were triplets. Their colors were, made were, them different. They were supposed how to. Many, That's all they needed. How many triplets or even uh, twins do you know sound exactly the same? All of them. Huey, Dewey, None. and Louie. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's Javier said. We're moving forward. <laughs> oh, now you're on his side. All right. Only for this. Let's make them all sound different and Gizmo Duck will have three wheels. No, this is great. I love the fact that they're all going to have their own like personalities. What is this, Quack Pack? I don't need three different voices for Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I think it's fine. I like the idea of having three different people voice them. Quack Pack. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, 2017, man. I'm looking forward to the new Ducktales. Uh, I hope Ooh. this is kind of a trend, and they bring back Darkwing Duck. Oh, that I'm for because yes. I kind of love Darkwing Duck too. Yeah, Darkwing Duck was awesome. Yeah, I think it's about time that they uh, revive Darkwing Duck and bring that to a whole new. Which Doctor Disney Who would afternoon. voice him? Oh, the eleventh. The eleventh. Yeah, the 11th Doctor. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Matt Smith would totally do it. Matt Smith is so down for this. Agreed. Just tell him right now. Or Harry Potter, right? Or Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> uh, well, uh, are you guys excited about DuckTales coming back? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Man. Do you sing the song every time you hear the word DuckTales? <laughs> <laughs> you caught me laughing. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. Leave a comment in the blog post for the episode or on Instagram or Facebook. Let us know if you guys are looking forward to it. And if they are going to voice Donald, do you think they're going to use somebody who's already doing it, like Tony Anselmo? Yes. Or yes. are they going to bring in somebody new to do Donald? Because he's one of the most complicated voices in the Disney library right now. Look, if you guys remember that really, really short teaser trailer that came out recently, they used the voice of Donald Duck. Could have been just stock audio, though. It could have been. But if they were going to use Tony Anselmo to do the voice of Donald, why not just Huey, Dewey, and Louie? He used to voice them before. Because they all need to be individuals. So so then now you're telling me that Donald's voice needs to be different. Because he needs to be an individual. Donald can be the same. He's classic. (laughs) Let's note the fact that uh, Scrooge McDuck's going to be voiced by a British guy, and he's Scottish. (laughs) Hey, he can play a British guy. (laughs) He did really well on Doctor Who. Scrooge McDuck isn't British. He's Scottish. So is David Tennant. He is? Yes. What? David Tennant is Scottish, and he played a British guy in Doctor Who. I actually was going to give you credit that you said he was Scottish. Yeah. I thought you knew that, and uh, you blew my mind. Why would I know that? It's David Tennant. Meaning what to me? (laughs) (laughs) You know what, dude? I got to tell you, I was right on the same boat you were because he said Scottish. I was like... I'm kind of blown away that he knew this. Yeah. Yeah. Then the conversation shifted and I realized he didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. He just turned out to be a smart duck. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll move on from this because. Move on from what? From DuckTales. Oh, (laughs) Oh, come on. Uh, Thanks for playing. Now, of course, all the time. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, so D23 ended up releasing this really cool video this last week of Richard Sherman playing uh, some music uh, because, uh, as you may know, this last week was the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney's passing. Mm-hmm. And so D23 was had like Walt Week. You know, the Walt Disney Company was celebrating Walt Week and Sweet. they were – uh, sharing all these different things, these memories and stuff like that. Uh, and in this video, 
Richard Sherman was in a room with some Disney executives, including Bob Iger. John Lasseter was there. Um, Javier Marquez. He was not there. Oh. Uh, but Kevin Feige was. Oh, good. So uh, he ended up getting together because uh, they were, like I said, they were celebrating Walt's passing. And he celebrated by playing Walt's favorite song. Oh, nice. He played Feed the Birds. And they, they, I guess they were filming for D23 for some stuff. Maybe they're going to show it at the expo next year because mm -hmm. they always tend to record these things and then show them much later. But they did show us this uh, video preview of Richard Sherman playing. Uh, it was awesome. I love listening to Richard Sherman play. You know, one of the things that I liked the most about that video, though, was the fact that not only did he sing uh, Feed the Birds, but he sang this other song that I guess he created to kind of uh, embody the stuff that they were doing at the studio. He called the song Whimsy Works. And that was like the name that they gave the studio at the time because in that area they were just coming up with these whimsical works. And this is a song and he sang to Walt as well? I don't know if he sang it to Walt, but he just created this song called Whimsy Works. Oh, okay. I liked it. It was like a tribute to Walt. Mm. And, uh, again, it's in this video that we're going to be posting. Check out the video. It's not very long. Richard Sherman talks a little bit about, you know, the experience with Walt. He talks about Feed the Birds, and then he sings Whimsy Works. Uh, we'll throw the video up for that into the blog post for the episode as well. Podcateers.com slash 131. Go check it out. It's really good. Uh, I was reading some stuff about that event, and uh, they were talking about how John Lasseter had gone up to talk a little bit about Walt Disney, and that he got, like, really emotional, and that he barely got through his speech uh, because he had this, like, really heartfelt tribute to Walt, you know, who's created so much and, you know, how he's inspired so many people. I wish they would have put that up because I like listening to John Lasseter talk. John Lasseter is kind of that, like, one step beneath Walt Disney to me because of everything that he's created. Mm -hmm. He's, like, such a visionary with everything he's done at Pixar. Right. And now at the Disney Studios and how he's leading Disney animation in that direction. Uh, I wish they would have put that video up, and maybe they're going to save it for a future event. Sounds but. about right. Like you said, they kind of just record these things, edit them, like, distribute them later for different things. Maybe it'll be for, like, the expo or, like, whatever they're going to find out. But even what we saw was just a very, like, emotional thing. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which documentary you and I have watched where Richard Sherman had mentioned that Walt used to like listening to him play Feed the Birds. So the video that we watched, he actually introduces it that way, too. He said that, like, um, he came in once and Walt told him to, like, sit down at the piano and to just play this song from he doesn't introduce it yet but he says play this song for him and i knew it was going to be feed the birds just because of the documentaries we've seen in the past where he's like said that walt really liked that song like he loved that song well it's not even just in documentaries like every time he talks about walt he mentions how it was his favorite song mm -hmm. and, like he's done it at the expo he's done it you know like in general tv programs and in interviews that mm -hmm. he's done uh he's you know he was part of the duo that played stuff for Walt. That's right. how they workshop things. It was him and his brother. Mm -hmm. That's where the, all the music pretty much came from for a really long span of time. Yeah. And like you said, if there was times where Walt was just feeling down, he would say, you know, he would call Richard in and, you know, play the song. Mm -hmm. And he would just start playing Feed the Birds. It's a uh, 
I gotta tell you, I was not a big Mary Poppins fan growing up. But what's wrong with you? Do you, are you a huge Mary Poppins fan? Actually, yeah, I really like that. Film. Are you really? Yeah, I Don't, actually no. no I'm see, serious. Now you're just saying things to say things. I'm no, serious. I, I actually Spoonful believe him. <laughs> Uh, what do you like about it? Don't even know how to say it. You're right, a liar, yeah, right? And uh, you're uh, a liar. Uh, dancing penguins and oh no, you got it. Cleaning the chimneys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let them keep building on this list. I, I know, like it. Right? <laughs> We're up to Chim Chim Charu already. And uh, <laughs> the the flying Volkswagen Beetle. Uh huh. Or is that a different movie? Yeah, no. Keep going. You're oh, you're okay. nailing it right now. And, and twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Tw- yeah, remember? And yeah, yeah, that was good too. The genie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop Magnification. talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not know that you were a Mary Poppins fan. Had you told me you were one, I would have called you a liar, <laughs> just like I just did. No, I'm serious. Because I really don't think you're a Mary Poppins Dude, fan. Dude, let's go fly a kite. Come on. Oh, See? let's go fly a kite. Oh. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs. I love it. So I I did not grow up being a big Mary Poppins fan. Uh, I saw the movie, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was kind of, it was it was a movie. You know, it wasn't, it didn't speak to me like it, it does to other people, but I developed a bigger appreciation for it because I heard Richard Sherman tell this story. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I watched the movie again, and I saw it in a whole different light, especially that song. Now, it's actually one of my favorite movies in the Disney catalog. Interesting. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't start that way. I know to me personally, uh, one of the effects that it has on me is that that's how Walt started. You know, like uh, something that was responsible for his rise to fame was – his playing with like live action mixed with animation. Mm-hmm. It started with the Alice series, you know. That's what actually got him to go to Hollywood and do these things. But uh, that's what he did in this movie. You know what I'm saying? He mixed the world. Oh, actually, I guess it's a little bit. No, no, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Like you just have these like human characters that jump into this animation world, and the animation world is just kind of surrounding them. Mm-hmm. Like it was just him just going back to what made him who he was. It just, I guess, more improved. Plus, after watching Saving Mr. Banks, uh, like it gives me a whole new appreciation. Very to, true. Like the story of how he acquired the rights to, you know, do a Mary Poppins film and stuff like and that. And the so. headache that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything that went into it. Funny enough, after I watched that movie, I did watch Mary Poppins again just to make sure that there was no red in the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> did you find any? No. <laughs> red? Did you watch the movie Saving uh, Mr. Banks? No, never. So it's the story of how Walt got the author of the Mary Poppins stories to okay. agree to make a movie of Mary Poppins. Okay. Because it's in no way how she, like, pictured envisioned her character. It? Yeah, how she envisioned it, right? Yeah. So she starts making all these ridiculous demands. And one of them was there can't be any red in the movie. But I thought there was. There isn't. Aren't the somebody wearing a, a red and white striped suit? Uh-uh. It's pink and white. Oh, it's pink and white. <laughs> oh, that's right. All right. Cool. Go back and watch it now. Yeah, no. So the All right. How about the penguins? Then I wear a red tie? A bow nope. tie? Nothing. 
Get out of here. Are you sure there's no red? Like, I haven't gone ben- back to validate this, but isn't Mary Poppins' dress white and red? Dude, I swear it's red. Like, I've seen Disney bounds and costumes of Mary Poppins where, like, the the mid part of her dress and parts of her, like, boots and gloves and even the parasol are red. I think the reason behind that, though, is because... It probably had to do with um absolute defiance. <laughs> <laughs> no, touch-ups of the movies when they like remastered them later. It might have just had to do with the fact that they changed the colors for like later releases. But if you actually go back and look at like early pictures of the movie, it looks like all of those things that you think are red were actually like oranges. Really vibrant oranges or like browns and stuff like that it looks red now but i think the original version wasn't colored in red how does it look on that really high definition vhs of yours, Javier? <laughs> snowy, snowy. <laughs> i just again i haven't gone back to validate yeah. i'm gonna take your word for it because i know you guys uh have seen the movie i don't know how long it's been since you've seen it but i almost feel like Parts of Mary Poppins' dress are red. Mm-hmm. She'd be popping. <laughs> <laughs> she sure is, Javier. Uh, you know, since we're talking about Walt, uh, there's not a lot of people actually left in the Disney company that have worked directly with Walt. Right. Especially in the park. I don't think there's anybody in the park uh, except for Oscar. Who's Oscar. You Os- act like you know him. I do know him, actually. <laughs> You'll eventually know him. Yeah. So Oscar <laughs> Martinez is the chef at the Carnation Cafe. Oh, okay. And he has been there pretty much 60 years now. This year he wow. celebrates his 60th anniversary. He was hired. He actually, I guess the, the way that he was noticed was because he put together these, like, amazing breakfast potatoes. And so, mm. you know, it. Walt caught wind of it and Walt would go for breakfast and, you know, occasionally to eat there and Oscar would make his food. And so uh, these breakfast potatoes that he used to make are now part of Oscar's Choice. I love One it. of the breakfast hmm. options that you can get at the Carnation Cafe. And um, it's really cool. Like every time that we've gone and Oscar is there, he always takes the time. Like, he doesn't actually cook that much anymore. Mm. Uh, I don't think that's part of his job. There's other people that actually do the cooking. But every time Oscar's there, he makes it a point to walk around to all of the booths and the tables mm-hmm. and have conversations with the people that are eating. You yep. know, how do you like your food? You know, what are you here for? How long have you guys, you know, known each other, like, for couples and stuff like that? Uh, he ended up sitting with us. Uh, not this last Dapper Day, but the last Dapper Day that we were there with um, AJ and VJ, we we sat at the Carnation Cafe and talked to Oscar for a good, like, 20 minutes. Wow. Mm-hmm. He just sat in the booth with us. Maybe he was hungry. Started, I'm sure he was. Did you, you offer know, after, him any food? or <laughs> We hadn't gotten ours. Maybe he wanted potato. No, maybe he did. <laughs> uh, but he sat with us for a good, you know, 20, maybe almost 30 minutes. And wow. we just talked about all sorts of stuff. We talked about Walt. We talked about the park. We talked about his wife. And it was just an amazing conversation. You know, he's very open. He's very friendly. 
you know, I didn't know that he, he's actually a cancer survivor, too. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that about him. And he's just such a happy person to encounter at the park. It's kind of the embodiment of that happiness that Walt set forth to put forward, mm -hmm. you know? And so if Walt's spirit lives on, it's in all of these people that are putting his vision forward. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's that commitment still to this day, 60 years later to the park, you know, just because they appreciate it as much as Walt did. I actually do remember uh, him stopping by and checking up on us the last time I was at the Carnation Cafe, too. I thought I was going to go in another direction because I had a bad experience at the Blue Bayou restaurant. <laughs> but uh, no, you're right. He ended up being like a really friendly guy and very talkative. So, yeah, I like him. If you guys ever have a chance to actually stop by and talk to Oscar at the Carnation Cafe, make it a point to do that. Get yourself a picture with him. Uh, again, friendliest person. He's 81 years old, man. Mm -hmm. And wow. still walks around just like with this pep and a step and telling you. Such a pleasure to talk to him. If you get a chance, stop by, get a picture, have a chat with him, and get Oscar's special so you can get some of the breakfast potatoes. Mm -hmm. It's a good It's a good breakfast. I like it. You hear that, Javier? No. Javier, breakfast? make it happen. All right. Done. All right. Yesterday. Well, then there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, if you guys are trying to find us online, make sure to head over to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and on YouTube. Just search for Podcateers. We are on all of those. Make sure to subscribe and like and share with your friends and all that good stuff. Quick reminder that support for Podcateers is provided by listeners like you. And if you <laughs> no, no, I didn't say. Oh, I almost said it. <laughs> if you guys want to be a fairy godparent of the podcast, the easiest way to do that is to head over to podcateers.com and click on the Patreon logo or go to patreon.com slash podcateers. For as little as $1 a month, you too can be a fairy godparent of the podcast. And that dollar actually goes a really long way to helping us out with the podcast on a monthly basis. Uh, just remember, we're not charging for the podcast, but uh, thanks to the generosity of some of our fairy godparents, it definitely helps offset some of the costs that we incur on a monthly basis. So thank you to all of our fairy godparents. And also thank you to everyone that's currently using our Amazon link. Amazon! Remember that the next time you are going to make a purchase from Amazon, Amazon. head over to podcasters.com slash Amazon first Amazon. and click on the big Amazon, Amazon. logo. That will take you over to Amazon, Amazon using our special link. And we get a small commission as a thank you from Amazon, Amazon because you went through that route. So to everyone, again, that's already using it, thank you so much. We truly appreciate it. Using what again? Uh, the link. <laughs> <laughs> the you're, link. You're not playing. <laughs> not playing what? <laughs> Amazon. Amazon. Oh, you missed it. Darn it. Nah. Come on. All right, fine. Amazon! Woo! <laughs> 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 All right, guys. That is going to wrap it up for this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate, have a happy that. <laughs> so, <laughs> until next week. Here's the beer, shoes, and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Take care. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. 
I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Everybody! <laughs> Did I mention I hate that song? <laughs> what? I hate that song, man. You started singing it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs>